This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is Morning Breath. We are a drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day this Wednesday, June 17th. Glad you're taking time out of your day to get into the Word of God. What we do is read a chapter, spend some time in that chapter at home, and then we come down here to the studio of East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island Campus. We read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever, uh, you know, God leads us in the chapter. And we're just encouraging you to get in the Word. Read the chapter in the morning, and then tune into the program, or read it at night before you go to bed, and tune into the program, and then you'll get it re sort of redone. We'll go over the same scriptures you already ran over. or remind you of something God said to you in it, and maybe you'll hear a couple of other things that you didn't see in the scripture. I always do this with a co-host. My co-host today is Pastor Mark Cook. How are you doing, Pastor Mark? I'm well, Pastor Dan. Glad to be with you. Thanks for having me. Good to have you, as always. Always fun to do Morning Breath with you. What's going on? Um, there's, uh, rain. Yeah. Hot yeah. weather. <laughs> We're mowing, in it now, bro. Mowing the grass multiple times a week or yeah. it gets up to your knees. Yep. I did it twice this week. Uh, yep. Awesome. <laughs> that's it. Summer in Florida. But we want you to get connected to the show. We do. I think that's what Pastor Dan meant when he asked me that. That's true. <laughs> we uh, we want you to get onto our app, get down to the East Coast app, get onto our website. That way you can get the Morning Breath Guide. You can know what chapter we're going to be in, where we've been. And you can uh, listen to past episodes of the show. You can really listen to the show anytime. You can listen yep. to us, of course, on WMIE. But we got podcasts all on the app and on the website. And you can go back and just listen to them as, as often as you need to and uh, get caught up. Their Morning Breath Guide is on there as well. So Make sure you look at that and know where we've been and where we're going to be. And, uh, of course, you can always call us. 452-1060 is the number to the office. Hit zero and speak to the operator, and we can email you a morning breath guide if that's what you desire. Yep, glad to get those out to you. A couple of announcements before we get into the chapter. I'll do the first one. We're uh, doing one more food drop this month. We've tried to do uh, one every Tuesday. I think we succeeded in three this month. We're a semi comes in of a completely full of food. We drop it in our parking lot and people drive through our parking lot and we fill their trunks with food. And so if you're out there and you need food, the 23rd of June, Tuesday, from about 9 to 11, we'll be pumping out 30,000 pounds of food. So if you need some, come on by. Now we do have a food pantry that's open. And, and when I say food pantry, really that doesn't describe the ministry that we do with food really well. Sometimes you get this idea of this little little thing that's going on, but we're putting out about 30,000 pounds of food through our food ministry every week. And so there's a lot of food going out. A lot of families, 200 to 400 families are fed every week through the food ministry. And with the food drop, another two to 400 families are fed as well every week. So it's a yep. lot of food. Big deal. Uh, we also want you to know that our Saturday night services are back. We've been doing church in cars, uh, meeting in the parking lot, but now the building is open for our 530 Saturday night service. We yeah. want you to come and be a part of it. If you're not coming on Sunday, Saturday maybe works better for you. we got a whole culture of people that come on the Saturday night, the Saturday night folks. Yes. It's just, it fits yeah. their schedules. Yep. It fits their work schedules, yep. all kinds of things. Family. And yeah, family. It just But, but join us, 530s on Saturdays. The building is open. Yep, like the great uh, intellectual uh, guy said, I'll be back. Yeah. And we're back. Maybe <laughs> we it was an intellectual. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and so we are, if you, let's say, 
medically you don't yet feel safe about coming in, you can still uh, partake of the services online. We're doing a great online experience still. We'll have people interacting with you. Uh, any of the things that you need to do, you can do on there. Get prayer. Uh, talk to somebody. Uh, people can give their heart and life to Christ on the online platform. We also, if you come in the parking lot, you want to do Saturday night and you don't want to come in yet, you can actually sit in the parking lot in your car, tune into 103.3. We have a low-power radio station here at the church, and brought, we're going to be broadcasting the services over the radio station. So that'll be available to you yeah. as well. Yeah, you come on our property, you yeah. get on our you get on our digital campus, you're part of East Coast. That's right. A lot of ways to be part of the family. Absolutely. And that's been going great. We've been doing small groups that way too, Mark. How are they going? They're going really well. We our small groups, it was amazing. Our small group leaders really stepped in yeah. with uh, platforms like Zoom. Yep. And groups are connecting incredibly well and they're still doing it. Yep. Um, it's one of the, we don't see it. We don't see what's happened as a temporary thing. Yeah, that's right? right. I mean, this is the new, this is the new world that we live in yep. and, and we're now able to, to take that transition into doing more digital things. And that's just our digital campus. It's yep. you're part of East coast Christian center. You can be in a small group, getting to know people, uh, getting prayer, sharing what's going on in your life, praying for other people, hearing what's going on in their lives and being connected to the community of faith right from your computer. Yep. So if you want to get in a small group, you can contact Pastor Mark, call that same number, 452-1060, and ask for Pastor Mark, and we can get you connected into a small group as well. So that's out there for you. Let's get into the chapter. We're in 2 Corinthians chapter 3. We have 18 verses. I'll just read the first nine, let you read the last nine. That sound good? Sounds like a plan in the New King James. That's where I'm at. Let's do it. I say unto you, Pastor Dan, read, sir. Do we begin again to commend ourselves? Or do we need, as some others, epistles of commendation to you or letters of commendation from you? You are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read by all men. Clearly, you are an epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but by the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh, that is, of the heart. And we have such trust through Christ towards God. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God, who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. But if the ministry of death written and engraved on stones was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which glory was passing away, How will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? For if the ministry of condemnation had glory, the ministry of righteousness succeeds much more in glory. Verse 10, For even what was made glorious had no glory in this respect because of the glory that excels. For if what is passing away was glorious, what remains is much more glorious. Therefore, since we have such hope, We use great boldness of speech, unlike Moses, who put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away. But their minds were blinded. For until this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament because the veil is taken away in Christ. But even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil lies on their heart. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty." But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. Amen. 
I want to read something and kind of just bring a point out that's that the kind of the chapter closes with here. And uh, let me just find it again real quick. It is where are we at here? I'm in Luke 24, and it says, well, let's start in verse 44. Then he said to them, this is Jesus speaking to some guys, uh, and, and this is what he says. Then he said to them, these are the words which I spoke to you while I stay here, still here with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. He's, he's actually talking to his disciples here. He's come into the room. He's asked them for food. And it says here, he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. And so I just want to encourage you out there. This is something that every one of you should uh, believe for and should be experiencing in your life. The Bible, uh, I remember before I was a Christian, as God was beginning to deal with my heart, I went and got my Bible. I got my Bible in 1960. I was seven years old. I got it from First Presbyterian Church in Miramar. I went through their vacation Bible school or something. They gave me this Bible at the end of it. It was hardbound, smaller, you know, Old and New Testament Bible. And I opened it up, and I thought, oh, man, I got this in 1960. I don't think I'd looked at it from when I got it from Vacation Bible School. <laughs> and now it's, you know, 1974, 75, now probably even 70, gosh, it would have been 78, let's say. I'm looking at this Bible, and I open it up to Matthew, and I start reading, and it's all about the genealogies. And the veil's still there. I'm having trouble understanding. Now, don't get me wrong. People's minds aren't veiled by God to all the scripture and truth that has to do with your salvation. People who don't know Jesus can understand that and receive that. But the deeper part of scripture is hard to understand. I mean, almost impossible if you don't have the Spirit of God on the inside of you. That's why you can have these professors of, you know, blah, 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 college, university, why you can have these intellectual people here, there, and everywhere who take the scripture and twist it and say all sorts of goofy, crazy things from it is because they don't have the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ, interpreting the word for them correctly. But I, I tried reading it, and it was like, well, this is gobbledygook. It, oh, I actually started thinking of that song, The Knee Bones Connected to mm -hmm. Thigh Bone. It's just like, oh, I, go, I don't get it. Who are all these people? And I did. I closed it after chapter one. You know, I read about halfway through chapter one in Matthew, and I was like, I give up. But uh, after Jesus uh, touched my life and I was filled with the Spirit, it was amazing what I, I saw every time I read the Bible. I see something or hear something, and, and even now that I've read it a long time, since 1979 I've been reading the Bible, I've, I've read some of these chapters dozens of times, and yet I still see new things in them on a regular basis. It's a living book full of living word interpreted by a living God, Amen. and it's, it's a powerful, exciting thing. And so I love that the veil is removed in Christ and that we can see and understand 
the scriptures. And so we need, we, need, we need to believe for that and experience that. There's another side of it, but I want to give you a chance to say some things, Pastor Mark. Well, I want to echo that. I was thinking along the same lines, Pastor Dan. I had a conversation not too long ago that, that echoed even what was going on in me over the last, even the last several years. When we look, it says that the veil is taken away in Christ, and, and he's referring to the Old Testament, but I would say it's your Bible. Like you were just Absolutely. describing, you were reading Matthew. Right. Um, and there's, there's, a, there's two ways we can look at the word. And this is just kind of a maybe a, another level of what you were just saying. When we read the New Testament, we can read all the same. We can see in it and take away from it all the same rules and regulations that we find in the Old Testament, <laughs> depending on the lens through which we're reading. Yes, good point. What and so we can read any part of the Bible through the lens of religion, and it's all going to look the same, and we're all we're going to feel the same way about it. But when we read the Bible through the lens of grace, it's a completely different book. Definitely. Is. And it will absolutely change your life. It will give you a different picture and a different perspective of the heart and the character and the nature of God. And it will truly then begin to unveil who Jesus is. But the lens, the lens of grace will turn this into a completely brand new book, no matter how many times you've read it. Absolutely. You know, when you look at it that way and think about it from that point of view— what the problem is, is the world, or I before I met Christ, had not experienced God's grace. In fact, I saw God as an angry old man up, you know, up in heaven with a stick or maybe even a fly swatter, and I felt a bit like a fly on the, on the screen of, you know, your house. Back in the day, we used to, you know, have the windows open and a fly'd get in. They'd land on the screen and you'd swat them with the, with the fly swatter. I kind of had that view of God. And so when you're reading, reading, it's like when your dad's talking to you and you feel like you're going to get a spanking, you're not really listening. You're flinching because you're like, <laughs> when's it coming? You know, when am I going to get it? And it really, my mind, verse 14, but their minds were blinded for until this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament because the veil is taken away because of Christ. But it goes on to say, it has some things to say there that it's the enemy who's blinding us Mm. a little bit later. So one of the things I pray when I'm praying for someone, let's say we we, uh, have this thing where we're believing for our one. And our one is a person who needs Jesus in our life, and we try to pick one, you know, that's close enough to us in our life to come to church. Uh, You can pick them, you know, in other parts of the world, too, if you'd like. And I've done both. I've got some family that are outside of, you know, this area, Florida, that I'm believing for to become saved, to, to understand God's grace. And so one of the things I almost always pray when I pray for unbelievers is that the blinders would come off of their mind. You know, one time I I was talking to my sister and said something to her about hell, and she said, I believe this is hell, and that when we die, we all go to heaven. And so she had her own little doctrine, her own system of believing that really kept her from seeing the real gospel. And there's so many people that have these these beliefs that are on the inside of them, which the enemy, Satan, and the world uses those beliefs. Even my belief that God was an old man sitting upstairs with a stick getting ready to swap me 
was, see, Satan just doesn't try to blind us with blindness. It's just not a mist or a darkness that's in front of us. A lot of the times, he's trying to blind us through broken, twisted beliefs. And in the, this case, directly, their minds were blinded by the law. Yeah. And the law, instead of seeing it through grace, it was law that blinded them to grace. So much of the time when you read Paul, he'll go back and quote, you know, a whole bunch of verses from the Old Testament that say the same things he's saying in the New Testament about God wanting to reach the Gentiles and, you know, uh, a light has been seen in darkness and, you know, uh, a bright light is shown in Galilee and you go all the way. He, he quotes all these verses from the Old Testament and it's like, man, that's been there the whole time. Yes. You know, and even the, even the, the religious teachers, when they realized Jesus had come, they said, search the scriptures and see if any prophet rises out of Galilee. Well, if you search the Old Testament, you'd find exactly that. Yeah. But there, they, when they looked at the Old Testament, because they looked at it just through the lens of, gray, uh, of, of law, they couldn't see Jesus. And they, he walked among them, but they didn't perceive him because they were blinded to it by that law that was in their life. And, you know, that's what it's talking about where it says, uh, who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit, for the letter kills. That letter that he's talking about there is the law kills Yeah, in that situation. And that's when he says that he's made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant. That right there, that should trigger something to go, okay, well, wait a minute. What does this mean? There is a new covenant. There's a, And it's so talking about understanding your Bible. There's, our Bible is broken up into two things, the Old Testament and the New Testament. And another way you could say that is there's an old covenant and there is a new covenant. Right. I want to understand then if, if this is a book of covenant, what is the old covenant about and what is the new covenant about and how are they different? And he very clearly makes some, man, some incredibly bold statements. And he even says, we're speaking very, very boldly, yeah. even much more than, than Moses, who was kind of hiding behind a veil. He, what does Paul say? First of all, he comes back here. He says that the Spirit uh, of God writes on our hearts, not on stone. So the, the, the law was written on stone. It's very clear what he's talking about, what was written on stone, the Ten Commandments. And it says in, I think, Exodus 29 or 39, it's toward the end of Exodus, whatever the last chapter of Exodus is, it says that the Ten Commandments were the covenant. So we know that the Old Covenant is, the is written on the tablets of stone. He's talking about the Ten Commandments. Does that mean the Ten Commandments are bad? No. It says here that they were glorious. But... <laughs> But, there's a but. It says, in verse 7, he says, the ministry of death written and engraved on stones. Is he being negative about the law? No. No. He's explaining, though, what the result of the law is. It's death. That's all it can produce. It can show you that you failed. It can show you that you're not measuring up. And something... And was it, well, people lived under the law and they didn't die. Something died. Yes. They were killing animals left and right yes. to cover for their sins. There was always death at the root of the, as a result of not living up to the old covenant. And eventually there was death for that Jesus. person. Yeah. And then and Jesus then fulfilled even Jesus, it. Yeah. I mean, even Jesus' death is a fulfillment of yes. what the law demanded. Yeah, exactly. And so there was always, so it's the ministry of death. It results in death. But then he, but the comparison, he says right before that, the spirit gives life. Well, right away, I've got a very clear differentiation between the old and the new covenants. Yes. And that should make me want to explore it more. Then he goes on to say that it's the ministry in verse nine of condemnation. 
And even then, it had glory. Why? Because all it could do was condemn you. What does that mean? It means all it could do was go, you fell short, you fell short, you fell short. That's all it could do, and that's a condemning thing. But even then, because it was from God, it had glory. But the ministry of righteousness exceeds much more in glory. What is the ministry of righteousness? It's the righteousness that's by faith. It's the righteousness that comes through faith in Jesus Christ. The ministry of the old covenant, there was no way to accomplish righteousness. You could never do it. But in Christ Jesus, righteousness is given to you as a free gift. So the new covenant is the ministry of righteousness. There's so much that we could say about that. But the glory here excels. The glory of the new covenant excels so much that it makes the old covenant appear that it had no glory. You know what what it's like? It's like... If you walk outside with a flashlight at night and start looking around, you can see things, a few things, but you can only see them the distance the light from your flashlight shines and the width of the beam, and you're very limited when you're out at night with a flashlight on what you really can see. That's the law. The sun, when you come out, in the morning and the sun's up and it lights up the entire you know world that you're walking in that's the new covenant that's, I and love so that. that's a great differentiate was there light in the old testament yes but it only showed you where you should go it didn't empower you to get there yeah the sun on the other hand is incredibly bright one the law shows us our sin the, the, the grace of God shows us our Savior. Amen. One shows us our sin, which was important. And that's why you could say the law is glorious, because thou shalt not kill is good. That's a wonderful truth. You shouldn't kill. But the problem is I do kill. You know, and so that's why you're condemned. But is thou shalt not kill bad? No, it's good. But that I get empowered and Jesus lives in me and enables me not to be a murderer, that's you know, flashlight, sun, candle. I mean, sure. we probably should even get match yeah. compared to the sun yeah. in, in, in what we're looking at here between the, the letter and the spirit. And that's what causes Paul to be so bold. Yeah. Um, and he, goes, he says, we have such hope, and that make, that's what gives us great boldness of speech. The, the message of grace has to be proclaimed boldly because we say this all the time, Pastor Dan, but we, we need it every day. I need it every day to be reminded that the world system, uh, any system you can point to in the world is, is calling me to perform for my reward or it's going to punish me for my failure. But in the gospel of grace, in the new covenant ministry that is so much more glorious, we, we are given the gift of righteousness. We are given the gift of salvation. And that demands that we are bold about that message because we have to be louder with that message than the world is with theirs. And, and it, it requires bravery. It really does. It requires, Paul had to be so brave. In fact, the, the, these men, Paul, Peter, all these guys who ministered the new covenant all met their death yes. prematurely. Yes. Uh, at, at the hands of not only religious people, but governments and everything else, because you're proclaiming something that goes against the grain of what everybody else is experiencing. And it's kind of mind-blowing because it is such good news that yep. people want to stop it, but because they don't understand it, that veil is there. But the message of grace demands boldness. And I want to encourage you today to be bold about the grace that God has shown you. Be bold to proclaim it because it's available to whosoever will. 
It's 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 the favor the unmerited favor of God is available to anyone who's willing to receive it by faith and people so desperately need the rest that they can experience in the grace of God. We are wearing ourselves out in our souls in so many ways and we're in a season right now where our country I I, I mentioned this the other day and it just it, it dawned on me when you talk about social unrest yeah. what do you get? You have you have all kinds of just social disaster happening. Yep. Through unrest. Well, that makes sense because when we strive, that's what we get. But when we rest in the grace of God, the boldness of that message needs to be proclaimed because people need the rest of the grace of God. They need to know that they're loved by God and that he is not ashamed to call them brethren no matter what. Yeah, and and it's such a radical message. I think verse 18 is about as radical of a proclamation as you could make in some respects. It says, but we all with unveiled face... Yeah, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. We'll explain that in just a minute. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira and Coco. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. Take this year with God at East Coast Christian University to truly understand why and how to continue your destiny and walk with Christ. Earn your associate's, bachelor's, and master's degree. Our instructors are experienced, helpful, and show a genuine love for studying the Word of God. East Coast Christian University is located at 670 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. For more information, our number is 452-1060, extension 131, and our website is eccuequipped.com. Langston Commercial Real Estate, owned by Scott Langston, a senior commercial broker, has been selling real estate and giving free consultations for over 18 years. Scott Langston will show you the best way to buy, invest, or lease commercial property. 321-403-1111. That's 321-403-1111. Hey everyone, this is Chris Johnson, and I wanted to share some exciting news with our Morning Breath family. My friend, Mike Green, and I had the honor of writing and producing our first EP called Moments Matter. Mike, a local business owner and Morning Breath supporter, along with myself, have been a part of East Coast Christian Center and Morning Breath together for almost two decades. And so we wanted to let you in on a preview of the music and to let you know that Moments Matter, our first single from the EP, is out now. You can buy, stream, or share it now on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere music is sold, or check out willingheartmusic.com. We pray these songs will inspire you to make the most of every moment God gives you. Coast Vieira meets every week at Vieira High School at 9:15 and 10:45 with a high energy and dynamic children's ministry for all ages. East Coast Vieira Youth meets every Sunday night at 6 p.m. For more information or to learn more, our website is vieira.eccc.us.
Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. We're talking about this incredibly powerful verse. It, says, it ends up saying, We with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. So just like you're in front of a mirror, when you look in the mirror, a regular mirror, you see you. But in this case, as you look into the Word, you see Jesus. But this is the crazy part. We are being transformed into the same image. Image is what? Jesus grace, glory, from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. What we, let me say it this way, we become what we behold. It's good. We become what we behold. If your focus is on the world and what's going on in the world, you know what? You become like the world. But if you focus on the Word of God and get the Word of God on the inside of you, you become more and more like Jesus. And I mean, Jesus, one of the reasons he was put to death is because he said, yes, I am the Messiah. Yes, I am the Christ. They said they wanted to kill him. Well, guess what? If you were to boldly say, yeah, I'm like Jesus, it's a pretty wild statement. Yeah. But only by the Spirit of God on the inside. But the truth is, we become more and more like yes. him the more and more we take this word into our hearts Absolutely. and lives. And it's a reality. And so, and how else could that happen but by grace? Amen. You couldn't work for that. Amen. Uh, that's got to be something that God wanted to do and gives you freely. God bless you guys. See you, Pastor Mark. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.